Oh, yes, we are flesh and blood, and we're here on Tell Me Your Story to bring you new paradigms for a new world. And we come your way Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., Wednesdays at 9 a.m., and we, during December, are going to be heard Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. I hope that you will join us following the news throughout the week. Um, they, I, it's just amazing. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to bring you more of these programs like this one, where we're going to be talking with our very special guest once again here on this Wednesday morning. Uh, Lou Mari is joining us and uh, we've been talking <clears throat> about uh, the ending of 2023, the beginning of 2024 and the various ramifications. This is the Wednesday before uh, what we traditionally call Christmas. Uh, the uh, winter solstice, I think, uh, uh, ha- has, uh, I don't know if it's uh, tomorrow or the next day, Thursday or Friday. Uh, we'll get that information. Lumari, welcome back for a third visit. And you're going to be back next week to uh, help us to usher in the new year uh, as we uh, head towards 2024. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Richard. I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be with everybody. This is just a blast. Well, I, I it's a blast for me because I just I like doing this, you know. It's it's such a such a fun time. Now, the first Wednesday that we got together, we were talking uh, about so to speak compare and contrast. Remember? Yeah. Yes. And last week, I'm trying to remember uh, how, how what was our focus last week? <laughs> <laughs> it was so long ago. Yes, totally long ago. <laughs> and so today, what is what is going to be our main focus in regards to this transition? And I and and I guess my 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 biggest question in that issue of transition, man has created a the calendar and the clock. Right. Also, these special events. In this case, you know, we just finished celebrating. Of course, uh, the I've heard it said it's a minor holiday, Hanukkah in the Jewish tradition, um, and of course we have Christmas coming up again. Another we'll call it man-made holiday uh, or right. celebration. But there is one that is nature-made, and that is the winter solstice, which, yes. of course, is on the, I don't know if it's the 21st or 22nd. I, I lose track after a while. Um, well, every year it's different. So. It, it, it moves. It shifts a little bit. Yes. So let's focus on the transition of nature in that regard. And does that have a, a, a real impact energetically, spiritually, uh, on uh, on us as as human beings, uh, in terms of uh, you know not just uh, okay we prepared during the fall for the you know with the harvest and now we're st- we've stored everything away for the winter so that we will survive to springtime, uh, but it's more than that, isn't it? Well, it is, and so when you look at solstice, on the one hand, and we have equinox as well, but on the one hand, we're talking about a planetary event. Yes. Okay. So the sun is in a particular place, and I'm not an astrologer, but the sun is in a particular place. Our days change. The energy on the planet changes. Obviously, a lot of um, other living beings, plants, animals, etc., they go into a more um, retired energy because, you know, if you live in certain places, it is winter, and so the plants aren't going to grow. And the, and the animals hibernate, and on the leaves fall off the trees, et cetera, et cetera, depending on where you live and obviously, you know, the climate in your area. But that is, a, that is an earth cycle. 
we are made of particles from this earth, so naturally it affects us. Whether you're aware of how it affects you or not is a whole other thing. Right. Now, I know, too, yes. that we, th- we would refer to them as the solstices, so to speak, on the northern he- in the northern hemisphere, it's winter, but mm-hmm. in the southern hemisphere, it's, it's a summer solstice. Right. However, they're both, again, if I'm using the term correctly, solstices, or solstices, I guess, uh, but it's still this, as you said, it is a global event. It is, and it's a whole planetary thing, so not only the humans... Mm-hmm. But everything on our planet has a vibrational shift and a physical shift. So first we're talking about the physical shift, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the planet, depending on the location, like you said, everything changes on the planet. Yeah. That's just how it works. Mm-hmm. Some people are, are, are planting, and some people know that there isn't going to be any planting for another whatever month, mm-hmm. right? We're either pulling in or moving out. Right? Yeah. Most people, when it's winter time, they don't do as much outside as they do in summertime, except for people who really, really, really like winter and skiing and stuff. <laughs> right? And the same with that. Yeah. Now, that is the physical part. Now, our planet is part of a solar system. Yes. So, this is a whole other level of change. In this moment, if you look at the astrology of things, and again, I'm not an astrologer, but we have all of these star, planetary, cosmic influences that line up at this period of time as well. Mm -hmm. So when we're looking at what's happening, both from, from a seasonal perspective and a life perspective, we want to be able to embrace the fact that we are part of the whole and the oneness. And it ripples all over the place. Hmm. Interesting. And, and though, uh, the, the, one of the things that has always intrigued me, and, and this delves more into astrology, and I'm not an astrologer either, or <clears throat> I don't even play one on the radio, uh, <laughs> is, is that, as you just described, we are constantly influenced by the movement of not just the moon as it circles the earth, but right. the other planets that we orbit the sun with. And the, I don't know if it's magnetism or gravity. I've, I've, I've never been able to understand the difference between the two. They seem quite similar, but, but be that as it may. And so as we are rotating and spinning around the sun with the moon also rotating and spinning. And yes, folks, the moon is spinning, but it's not something that we are aware of. If you were looking above Earth, all right, you would see that the moon is spinning. It's just that one side faces us. But anyway, then you have the other planets that are in our solar system. I don't know for a fact that the sun spins. And again, that's a a subject I'll bring up with our <clears throat> our uh, astronomer uh, and navigator on the highway to the heavens, Dr. Sky, on Mondays at 9 o'clock. But again, you have all of these, these planets in the, in the immediate solar system. As they move closer to us, they have an impact on us. And I'm guessing that that's sort of where 
at least as far as the other stars that are talked about in astrology come into play, that's where they get this uh, convergence, shall we say, of energies that, that shift and move and change. Getting bigger and bigger because you're looking at our solar system, and then you're looking at what affects our solar system. And then if we go beyond, yeah, and I can't speak too much about astrology, right? Um, if we go beyond that and we look at the vibrational context, mm-hmm. then we have energy. You can call it whatever you want. I call it divine energy that is influencing us ah. in the cosmic all, and then we have energy that's influencing us on our planet, which is not only the humans, but everything else that's going on. We have weather changes, we have this, this, this. It's all influencing us, right? Mm -hmm. Then we have our inner being that is looking at things and deciding and making decisions in the world. And then we have this energy of unity that encompasses all of it, and that's what we live in. Or we live from, depending mm-hmm. on how you look at it. Yeah. And so all of that is a beautiful context for we have a calendar that somebody created, probably a few because there's lots of different calendars. Right. And, and we're coming towards the end of what we call the year. And where are we going to play? What are we going to look at? Where are we going to play? And... and I'm going to ask this really crazy question. What are you going to make a commitment towards? Hmm. That's a good question. Especially, it seems that that kind of question is always asked about this time of the year for the new, as our calendar uh, comes about. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, most people are saying, okay, you know, you make your, your list of, I can't even think of the name of the list now. Your, your intentions for the new year, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera, yeah. your to-do list, all that. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, what do you want to make a commitment towards? Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, you could say, all right, in my life, I would love to make a commitment to really experience more joy. I like and it. And then when you think about that, it's not a to-do list. You know, it's not a good or bad list. It's not, you know, am I going to fulfill this, this, and this, and am I, you know, all of those things that, you know, are what I would call linear. You're like, oh, wow, what if I look, if you make that commitment, you're looking at the world as a relationship that brings joy. Ah, where are you going to find it? Everywhere. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah. And you could, you could do the same thing. I want to make a commitment to have love. I want to have a commitment to make positive changes. I want to make a commitment to really feel more myself because I've been giving away too much. I want to make a commitment to look at humanity in a completely different way, not in a contrast, but in a collective. All of these different things, you create your own commitment. Yeah. Yeah. How does that feel to you? It, it, it feels good. I, I, <clears throat> it seems like I need to. It's funny. I, you know how I ask those three questions at the end of every one of the programs? Mm-hmm. Someone says, have you ever answered those questions, Richard? 
<laughs> no, I can't say that I have. And uh, don't don't be turning that on me. I'm the one who asks the questions, not you. <laughs> Although one of these days, probably. We're talking with Lumari. Lumari is <clears throat> a visionary, intuitive healer, energy master of creation. Uh, she uh, guides her clients to greater spiritual uh, connection uh, and um, with uh, courageous success, uh, as well as uh, helping them manifest the wealth, gifts, and opportunities to continually reach new levels in their personal life and business success. And we're going to continue as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. Welcome back to Tell Me Your Story. We're talking with Lumari, and uh, Lumari.com is the website. She is also the author of uh, a a very interesting series of books, and we've talked with her about some of these as well. And one of them, which I found fascinating as we had our interview uh, some time ago in regards to Alawashka. It's the original language and vibrational source of creation, channeled by Lumari. Uh, It took five years to write and is the most awe-inspiring discovery of our time. And her book reveals the nature of creation, the evolution of humanity, and the power of our original sacred sacred language that can help you awaken to new frequencies of light and healing that will change your life. Now, I want to go back to what you were talking about in terms of these energies, the solar system, the planets, everything spinning around and having an influence on us. Is there a way, and I would take it that you probably work with your clients in this respect, for us to consciously shift and change our vibration in spite of or maybe because of the vibrations that are already being generated in the universe that are impacting us here on this planet, i.e., I remember everybody talking back in the 80s about the harmonic convergence and all that that was supposed to do. Um, What about that in terms of our I don't know if I want to use the term taking control because, quite honestly, I consider us as floating down the river and we just go where the river takes us and, and, and allow the universe to guide us in, in terms of uh, doing what, what it is that we do. But what about uh, consciously, shall we say, adjusting our vibration to well, Sarah, something yeah, higher? I love that. I love that. Because, okay, first, I want everybody to know that I have a wonderful free meditation on my website, lumari.com forward slash sacred space, S-A-C-R-E-D-S-P-A-C-E, right? Mm -hmm. This meditation, what you do, what this meditation, I found most people I know get really influenced by a whole bunch of different things, you know, depending Mm -hmm. on how sensitive or whatever is going on in the world, or your life, or whatever. So this helps you create your energy, your life, your being as a sacred space. Hmm. So think of it almost like you're a temple. Oh, I like it. And then the meditation guides you through releasing some things, creating the sphere that creates the temple that is the sacred space, and then allows you to let in what is comfortable for you. And the thing that it always lets happen, 
because some people are more protective of their energy than others, mm-hmm. right? But the disclaimer, which you don't really say that about a meditation, but you and I can laugh about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can. The disclaimer is it always lets in real love. Uh-huh. So when you're creating this sphere of energy, you're not blocking out real love. Mm-hmm. But you may be looking at some people's energy that you just don't want to absorb and you never realized that you did or you don't want to react. Mm-hmm. And this meditation, which is an audio meditation, you can just download it, it, it creates a space where you can be more you. And mm-hmm. that's what you're here to be. Yeah. No, I hear you. It's, uh, now, <clears throat> this also raises the... For me, it raises the question... If we are being affected by the vibration of the universe, mm-hmm. as, we, as we've already spoken about, right. and then we are also consciously working to raise our vibration, raise our consciousness, our awakenness, if you yeah. will, this has nothing to do with anybody else except... That by virtue of doing these things that justly do, the, the raising of the vibration, right. we inadvertently affect the people around us almost like the planets affect the planet Earth. The planets oh, around us affect. So absolutely. how do we how do we perceive that? Because I I, I want to use the term unintended consequences, but the reality is that if all you're doing is working to raise your consciousness, you are not doing anything malevolent. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, so let me help help you describe it. Okay. Okay. So when, energy-wise, those of us in the, the higher spiritual world who still live in this planet, right, we have a conversation that the higher your vibration the more divine and beneficial and positive it is. The less debris you carry around, and debris means anything Mm -hmm. that you don't want. (laughs) Right. So when you raise your vibration, you are creating an energy. People around you may respond to that energy. Now, when you raise your vibration, there's several different things that go on. Number one, you are going to feel way better. You're going to be happier. You're going to be more connected with your path and your soul purpose and your calling and the energies that you came here to play with. Because we all came here with a variety of different um, paths to follow. And the more developed you are, the higher the path becomes. So that's part one. Then part two is you're shifting the energies around you. When you raise the vibration, you are radiating a higher frequency. Hmm. So if you're radiating a higher frequency, the people around you, and I'm using like logistic, right? Right. The people around you may notice it, and they may be influenced 
in a positive way to go, oh, wow, I love being around this person. Oh, wow, I feel much better about myself when I'm around this person. And it gives them a space, a high vibrational space, to be more themselves and release some of the other stuff, their own debris, that they don't need to believe anymore. They don't need to carry it around anymore. Mm -hmm. That has a ripple effect, because when that happens with them, then the other people around them feel the same thing. So you, doing it yourself, for... Because when we're raising our vibration, one part of it is that we're doing it for ourselves. Our soul is calling us to do this. This is our path. This is our blessing. <laughs> and we also do this for ourselves, but also we do it for, for our world. We know, all of us know we're not in a bubble. So we know that, oh, I'm lifting myself up. I'm expanding my energy. I'm able to be more myself, I'm able to shift the energies to more positive, beautiful, uplifting, caring ways. And yeah, I want to share that. That's part of why I'm here. And then the people around you get to vibrate at that level, and it it continues to grow, and it changes our world. Mm. So so you know, there's a thing that people used to do with um, crystal glasses, where they would put their finger around the rim of the glass. Oh, yeah. And it would have a resonant tone. Mm -hmm. And then all the other glasses in the room would also hit that same tone. Wow. Now, musicians can do this also. They can pick one string on the guitar, and anything that resonates with that tone will also hit that harmonic tone. Mm-hmm. So, when you think of raising your vibration and going home to dinner and everybody in the family feels so much better because you have a better feeling about yourself, and it's not like you're being a goody-goody, which you can be, <laughs> but it's, it's that you're actually, your energy shifts, and they can see you differently. Yeah. You can see them differently. And that changes everybody in that moment. And one of the things that that I've been aware of is that it changes everybody in that moment. And it will either draw some of those people closer to you because they like what they're feeling. uh, And maybe in some cases, they want what you have, you know. I'll have what she's having, that line. Yeah, exactly. Or they will go... What the heck? This is just too bizarre. I, I, can't, I cannot get far enough away from this person. I am out of here. And yeah, there are those people. Good. <laughs> well, it is because you, you really don't need those kinds of people around you with that kind of negativity, if you will, or let's not call it negativity, um, lower vibration, I guess is yeah. the best term. Uh, you, you know, it's like, that's not helpful. I, I mean, I just went through. Uh, a period here uh, in November and December <clears throat> where there was an event that was announced that was taking place. And I won't say exactly what it was. Right. And everybody started to speculate as to what the outcome was going to be based upon this information that was released. Right. 
And when the, the final decision was finally announced just recently, it was like, see, you were wrong. Your speculation, your, your idea of what you thought was going to happen was incorrect. Right. Well, that wasn't enough for them because now that the decision had been made, they said, oh, but that'll be flipped. That decision will be flipped in just a couple of months. It's like they cannot stand to hear good news, positive news. Uh, they cannot stand to enjoy the moment of what has been given, the, the, the opportunity slash optimism. It's like they've got to rain on somebody's parade. Well, the other part that's interesting about it is sometimes those reactions are protection. They're trying to protect mm. themselves from being hurt. Ah. So they give themselves the worst news first, so they're totally prepared for it. And then when the good news proves itself several times, they can finally accept it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like when we call people that are pessimistic, mm -hmm. right? Because they're always looking at the negative. Yeah. It's really part to protect themselves. Yeah. I've often they won't be hurt, even though thinking that hurts them. Yeah, they don't know that. They, they yeah, they're not aware of that. Yeah, no. Often, oftentimes, you know, you'll hear the analogy. You know, you're a half glass full versus a half glass empty kind of guy or gal. Right. And I say, okay, uh, I like to consider myself, uh, you know, the glass half full kind of guy, right? I want to yeah. know what the glass is full of. That's what I want. Right. <laughs> That's exactly. where my curiosity goes. We're yeah, talking exactly. with yeah. We're talking with Lumari, Lumari.com. And by the way, I just went to uh, your website at Lumari.com/sacredspace, and uh, I'm waiting for the download uh, of the uh, of the uh, sacred space meditation. I'm looking forward to uh, to trying that as well. And you folks can go there as well. And uh, by the way, this will be a podcast up on SoundCloud, and I will create a. Uh, a video, if you will, for us, and we'll have that link there as well. So I hope that you'll part, uh, participate in that particular meditation as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. Welcome back to Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, along with Lumari. Lumari.com is the website. Uh, Streams of Consciousness is another book that uh, Lumari has written. Um, as we move forward here, and I, I'm kind of, I don't, I'm not really jumping around, but I like talking about some of these other things that, that you are all about. And in this respect, I, and I don't know where streams of consciousness comes, uh, comes from in order of the books that you've released, but I, I, I think, I get the sense that it was a rather significant book for you to release. Yes, it definitely was. So Streams of Consciousness is a channeled book. And again, it's, it's, if people don't know what channeling is, it is a direct communication with divine energies or spirits or however you look at it. So for me, this is from direct from source and direct from Awashka, the language and vibration of creation. And the book Streams of Consciousness is about how humanity actually came to be. Not how they were created into human form, mm -hmm. but how we learned how to be aware of certain things. And it, like the book, it's, it's my newest book, it fascinated me. It took me a while to, to uh, publish it, simply because I wasn't really sure if people would be ready for this. Because, first of all, 
the book has a whole bunch of sacred frequencies in it. It has practices. It has channeled energies so that you can align with all the different things. So that's number one. The, the theme of this is that we as a whole have systems, energies, ideas that um, bring us forward in the world. And we resonate with certain streams of consciousness. Think of them like themes. So you resonate with a cer- certain theme. It could be, you can think of it as emotional, you can think of it as, as philosophical, right? So I'll give you an example because it's, it, it was so brilliant to me. I loved it. So there's a, a stream called the stream of compassion. And this is a, a universal deep heart awakening and kinship. So there are people who resonate with the stream of consciousness that is compassion. And those are the people that you know. You can tell them something and they get it and they feel for you. Those are the people who are going to really look at and they feel and they care and they, and they really engage in the world from that place of compassion. And then there's the stream of wisdom. Now, those are the people who love the wisdom. They love the information. They love to know how it all moves together and, and what different aspects of different things come together so they can really embrace all those different levels of things. Hmm. Now, the thing is, you probably know people who resonate with both. They're different personalities, but it's more like a different vibration and a different attunement as well. So now, just think of this. The other thing is we have the stream of truth. Okay. Now, this is going to be crazy in our world because truth isn't right or wrong. Truth isn't opinion. Truth has a clear resonance that there are people here who seek the truth. Just like you would look at a scientist. A scientist doesn't want some philosophy about electrons. They want to know what is an electron, the truth, the resonance, the clarity, so they can look at it and embrace it. So the Streams of Consciousness book tells you about the 12 hidden frequencies of creation that... Each of us resonates with one or two of these streams more dominantly. And once you connect with that, then you can activate your higher calling because now you're in resonance with your own being. And that helps you move in whole directions. And it's a detailed book, but the other thing that's really cool about this book is that it also has the frequencies in it. So when you're reading it, and many people have told me this, they start reading it and they feel that. They feel that stream. No, okay. They know it's there. All right, so you're going to need to explain how that's possible. Is there a CD, an audio CD that comes with it, or is it, shall we say, embedded in the pages of the book? Yes, it's embedded in the pages, and then also every stream has blessings with it. Okay, it has like words with it. It has activations with it so that you can really feel and know that. And also with us humans, right? You know when you read something and it just clicks? 
Yeah. You know, when you hear something and it just clicks, that's the other part of it. Huh. It's like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I've spoken with people who have read this book, and many people read it several times, who have read this book, and they went, as soon as I heard and I was reading about the stream of harmony, I knew that was me. Because I want to play with everybody, but I want us all to come together. Right, right. But, and I don't mind if they all think differently, but I want us all to come together. I, could see, I knew that was me. So, and other people, it's like, that's not them. Yeah. So they have like a whole other thing. Yeah. So this book, if I'm understanding, as you've described it, is not a book that would be created in an audible format because the book actually needs to be read from the printed page. Is that correct? No. Eventually, no? I'll get to do it as an audio book. I ah. haven't gotten there yet. Well, then you and I will have to talk, but. We'll talk about that uh, on another program or at another time. But right now, we're talking with Lumari, Lumari.com. Lumari.com slash Sacred Space, where you can get your free meditation. You can download it. And uh, I have uh, downloaded mine, and I will be listening to it uh, and uh, working because I'm... I'm trying to raise my consciousness, too. I'm trying to be a, a better human, if you will, or... Uh, transition into whatever the next phase in evolution uh, is, and maybe uh, Lumari can enlighten us in that regard as we continue here on Tell Me Your Story. I'm Richard Dugan, and this is Tell Me Your Story, and we're talking with Lumari here on this Wednesday broadcast, and uh, we have broadcast, podcast, videocast, and this program is here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., as well as Wednesdays at 9 a.m., as you are listening, and uh, we are also here Monday through Friday during the month of December at 8 a.m. Following the news at 8.06, we come on and uh, share with you all of these, just like we're doing right now, sharing these insights into all of these different aspects of who we are. And I'm curious because you do mention this uh, uh, in, in through, uh, throughout the work that you do as to how we came to this. And I have to say that one of the thoughts that came to me when you defined what it meant to be uh, to become a human not the creation of the physical but how we came to our shall we say awakening it, what thought came to my mind was and i wish i i don't know if maybe it was a the, the guy by the name of hill last name of hill uh who basically said i think therefore i am but we actually are going beyond that because it isn't about thinking is it no it is really what is beautiful about this time. So the one we talked about the contrast. So everybody already gets that part. <laughs> yeah. But what's beautiful about this time is we have openings now. The spiritual consciousness on our planet has never been this high. It has never been this high before. And that is something that many people are talking about moving into different dimensions, and that doesn't mean we're leaving the planet. And, and raising our vibrations to have what, what we really know can be is like the global community, even though we think differently. Yeah. And especially because we think differently, but we can still be a community. I always look at it like art because that's where I come from. Yeah. And, and why shouldn't anybody paint what you want to paint? Yeah. And let's all celebrate it and have a gorgeous museum where we can all go, ooh, ooh, oh, I like that. 
right? Yeah. When we're looking at this time in our in our growth as humans and beyond humans, conscious beings, we're moving to a different place inwardly so that the limited structures, the opinions that make us smaller, the the separations don't mean the same thing anymore. Now, there's a difference, okay? I'm going to say it like in a really mundane way. I wear a certain size shoe. I know you don't wear the same size shoe I wear. Now, am I going to judge you from a shoe size? Or am I going to feel bad that I wear this shoe size and you wear that shoe size? No. So why can't we celebrate the biggest shoe store in the world? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Vibrationally, we can play there. And when I work with my clients, we move things along quicker. I have to tell you this really beautiful story about a client. I've had her. We've worked together for years. Mm -hmm. And she called me for consultation a couple weeks ago, and we looked at the things that she wanted to do in, in the arts and different changes that she wanted to do. And I suggested to her for her to write a proposal to a particular person about what she wanted to do so that she could create the system. Two hours later, I got an email from her. She said, well, I sent them, I I had a conversation, sent the proposal, they said yes. Two hours later, Richard. Wow. I was like sitting there going, and she said, well, you know, Every time we talk, I feel your vibration. I know you're holding space for me where my limitations don't mean anything, where it doesn't affect that because you're holding the higher frequency for me to fulfill what I came here to play. And she said, I couldn't believe it. The woman was so excited that I called her. She said, I would love to do that. We so need that. Two hours later, done. Funded. Nothing gets funded in two hours. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, and that's one of the things that we have. It is, it's been said that we've lost sight of a lot of stuff, uh, and it's primarily because we've been reprogrammed, deprogrammed, what have you, in our society today that you have to work harder, you, ha- you know, and it takes time and and all of those quote unquote rules when the reality is everything that you could ever possibly want is already there right yeah all you have to do is call it forth and boom it it's there it was like when i said okay i'm not going to live by that story of the genie who gives the guy exactly what he needs for everything that he needs along along his path I'm going to be grateful for what I have right now. Never come from a position of lack, but be grateful for where I am, what I have, and then I want more. But again, not always from a position of gratefulness. I guess I should stay focused on that. Coming from a place of gratefulness for what I do have. And yeah, you can even open that up, grateful for what you don't know is there yet. Exactly, exactly, yeah. It's just, and we're so lucky here. Yeah. That 
okay, a hundred years ago, even if we had these conversations, we couldn't have them globally. Yeah. We wouldn't be able to connect like this and actually have, you know, uh, things online where somebody's talking in English and it's being translated in all these different languages so other people can, can know what the person's saying even though they don't know that language anyway. The vibrations that are happening here, it, and we are becoming aware of them. And that's the important thing because they're not conversations that we have of a higher vibration that we need to go to the ashram and hang out for five years before we can evolve. Yeah. We're not having those anymore. Not that you don't want to do that, and I'm not against that at all. No. It's just that, yes, and I have created, this is coming next year, so you're the only one that knows this, Richard. Okay. <laughs> I am having what I call a system. Every single week I'm going to share a practice that you can do in the world that will change your life and change the other people's lives around you. And in 2024, in mid-January, I'm going to start it. Okay. So then, if you get on my mailing list, you're on my mailing list, so right. you'll get it. Anybody who downloads the, the Sacred Space Meditation, you'll be on my mailing list, you'll get it. I wanted to create something that was in action, but you're spiritually aligned, vibrationally aligned, so that when you did that really simple action in the world, people's lives changed and so did yours. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm going to make the commitment right now that we are going to let our listeners know about this as we get closer to January and throughout the months of 2024. Uh, we'll have you back on the program to okay. do a little announcement, if you will, uh, and we'll use that up to the first and then the second and so forth and so on so that people can find out more about that so we'll uh, we'll do that as uh, we continue here on tell me your story with lumari lumari.com lumari.com slash sacred space where you can get your meditation your audio meditation and uh, we certainly hope that you will avail yourselves of that as we continue here on tell me your story i'm richard dugan your host and um, it is Really wonderful to have Lamari with us here on the program. We only have about uh, about um, oh, three and a half, four minutes left to wrap things up here for today. But you're coming back next Wednesday as we wrap up 2023. So um, what uh, what insights can you give us as to wh what we will be evolutionarily uh, down the road? Not just 2024, but I don't know, 2124 for that matter. Well, what's really wonderful, and, and so I'm going to say, everybody understand, this is your choice to participate. That's right. It's always you a choice. You're not going to be just beamed up and, and transformed without your participation and saying yes. So you have to know that ahead of time, which means when the vibrations are there, you want to say yes if they feel comfortable and aligned. Mm -hmm. So now that we've said that, we can create a high vibrational community on this planet. And just imagine what that will look like, which means everybody will have food. Everybody will be cared for. And they can decide to be very cared for or minorly cared for because they don't want to be involved in the whole thing. But it's not a negative. It's a beautiful choice. And just imagine it like the whole planet is a symphony 
in every voice, in every energy, in every being, is singing in a beautiful syncopated harmony that creates the world that we've dreamed of for so long, and we are able to do it together. Let me ask you, in regards to uh, all of this, um, what what are your thoughts as we enter what a lot of people consider a rather holy period of time this uh, coming weekend, uh, as as we celebrate how whatever it is that we're celebrating in that regard, peace and love and community and so forth. What are your thoughts? Uh, let's say in the last the sixty seconds of our program. Uh, for um, for this uh, r- ending, because ending is just as important as beginning, okay. the ending of this year. Well, I think first, for myself, I like to call this my completion of this year. Whatever needed to be completed this year is complete, and I celebrate that completion. And all of us can be open to what is new and what is coming that is beautiful and beneficial. So open to the beauty and the blessings of mm-hmm. your life, and then open to sharing that. Not sharing it like you need to get this. Sharing it like, what a beautiful person you are. Thank you for just walking by me on the hall. Absolutely. Lumari, I want to thank you again for joining us, and we look forward to having you back next week as we literally wrap up 2023 and prepare for the beginning of the new year as man's calendar, but also as the cycles and the seasons prepare us. So thank you again for joining us. Oh, Richard, such a blessing. Thank you so much for having me. And blessings, everyone. May your lives be filled with wonder. And I thank you all for listening to and watching Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we're giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true and tell our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lull. Jeanette, I am listening. Dad, continue to be happy. To my friend Smokey, I'll see you on the other side. To my dear friend Zorro, aho, aho.